these five hot takes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I want to. I want to say. Um, this is a first for a lot of reasons on Dave. Dave's five hot takes. Um, this is the first time that we've had a professional chef. Music. Uh, (laughs) That's actually not far (laughs) from true. Um, this is really exciting because one of my one of my hopes with this podcast, um, was one that anyone listened to it, and then two was the was just that we could get people on who loved music. You don't have to be a pro to get on this thing. And today we're with Jeff Morrow and Jeff is, I guess you're kind of, are you semi-pro? Are you like, how do you? I have not made, I haven't made any money (laughs) from it. So if that's how you quantify what professional is, no, I'm not professional, (laughs) but I've been, you know what? I'm like the, I'm like the Johnny Depp of Food Network, right? I like want to be in these bands with these cool guys, but nobody really has ever bought one of my albums. So tell me, so tell me, this is what, this is what inquiring minds want to know. So obviously you are a great chef. You've, you've seen huge success in the food world. Tell me, how does music factor into the story with JM? Like, where's the, where's the get in? Like, what's the moment that you, you know, that you're like, I love music. I always want to be around and involved in some kind of music, you know, big musical family raised on the Beatles, Neil Young. Doors, stones, playing all the time. I'm old enough now to know how to, you know, actually spun actual records from my mom's collection. And then we just, you know, CDs and all that. We always had music on in the house. We always had to take piano lessons. My brother still plays. He's a phenomenal, like, blues pianist. Oh, well. um, I 13, you're right, it happens, right? You start getting a tingle in there. You want to rock and roll. (laughs) I bought my pig nose amp and harmony guitar from the shady... Yes. You know, guitar store down the street where he gave me lessons. So from that point on, I was like nonstop from learning, obviously, tablature and then playing in crappy little bands when we're 14 and 15 and 16 and then high school. And then I played in college. I didn't really, I always did theater before that or comedy and stuff, Second City, youth programs all oh, wow. throughout high okay. school. Okay. So okay. I've always been a class clown, but I always did theater and performing arts. A lot of improv and comedy-based stuff here in Chicago yeah, yeah. as a kid. Okay, okay. So I was always, you know, I like, I loved comedy. I loved music. I loved food. And so in college, I, I started a band, and we played all four years of college. Where'd you go? I went to Bradley University in Peoria, Illinois. Okay. Have you heard of it? It's I the have. Florida of Illinois, minus the beach <laughs> minus and palm the beach trees and weather and weather. <laughs> and you, no, <laughs> it's a beautiful town. It is beautiful. But you beautiful. stayed in Illinois. Yeah, I stayed in Illinois. Okay. Well, I didn't get good enough grade. My dad's like, you know, you can go to the University of Maui if you want. You just got to get straight Bs. I was right, like, right, how right. about straight Cs? We're going to Peoria. <laughs> oh, my God. Which, again, is the Maui of Illinois, <laughs> too, as well. It's no, I don't know it's the Maui which of one Peoria. it is more. It's the Maui of Peoria. Yeah. So I just played, I mean, we were the house band every Wednesday at like the big wow. bar. I would cover a Beatles song, but I, 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 I cover Glass Onion. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? Like... You're More deep cuts. Yeah, of course yeah, yeah. I'm an artist. Yes, I need to. Flexing up there. I'm like, flexing I'm up like there. A you know, fan. we I did. Know the Beatles. You know, Beck was big, right? Odalay yeah, yeah. came out. So yep. I, instead of, you know, I don't. We did Lord Only Knows, which, yeah. if you know, that's a yeah. great song. So much. Yeah. But nobody yeah. knew. But then we gave them like Brown Eyed Girl, right? Yeah. yeah. You know. You're actively trying to make the fans mad. Exactly. <laughs> and then and then reel them back in with <laughs> Brown Eyed Girl. <laughs> 
Which is on my list, number one on my list of songs mm. that I never, ever need to hear again. You know what's funny? This is a fun fact. I just found that I found this out about that song this week. He apparently hated, I think still kind of hate song, but especially hated the recording of it. Like he and the producer, I think, had a massive disagreement because he really? was like, this is not the way this song should sound. But he, I think he was so young in his career that the producer was like, hey, listen, man, I'm like big deal Johnny. And this is how this song is going down. And he just had to be like, all right. And still, like, there was an interview with him, you know, not long ago. And I think he was like, yeah, I still do not like the way that song was. I'm like, well, obviously, I don't know what yours would have been like, but I bet you were wrong, whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, it right. Because, I mean, it's, it's, it, and I'm not saying it's a bad song. Like, I don't dislike the song. It's just you can't, yeah, I can't, I can't stomach it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> You've had you know, but we would, we would, you know, we would burn the house down with that. Tune, I would do burn it down. I've never thought of uh, Blue Brown Eyed Girl as a as a barn burner. <laughs> yeah, well, the way I cover, you can hear my music sensibilities. It was rough, but but fiery. I we would I would I would close with lime in the like a twenty three minute version of lime oh, in the coconut. Lime in the coconut. And I do a whole choreograph, and then I would start buying. Like I was, oh, I love the showmanship. I didn't want to be some droney. Yeah, you know, yeah. hippie jam band musician. I right, wanted right. to be like, I wanted to put a show on. Let's and do this. I would bring bottles of Andre champagne. And I get, and I give out, a, who wants the Andre? And I do these whole bits at the end. And then I'm like, you know, should I drink the Andre? And I have the crowd going, no. Oh. Should I ride the Andre? No. <laughs> should I smoke the Andre? Yeah. And I like open it up and pretend to smoke it like a bull. <laughs> it was just like a whole thing. Made sixty dollars a night collectively of the band four years, all my burrito and you know collectively, <laughs> collectively, and you know I, hey that pepperoni pan pizza from Pizza Hut wasn't Dude, paying for itself, hey, my friend. Don't sleep on that. Don't sleep on it. It's a good one. So oh yeah, that's gosh. where the love came, and it's never okay. like I didn't play this Monday or Tuesday, just because you know life gets in the way or whatever. Or you're yeah. sometimes I'm like, I'm you're you're stressed out or you're, you're crabby and like yeah. I know the guitar is going to make me feel better or plaints or making up a stupid uh. song, but it's like, I almost don't allow that happiness inside me because I want to sulk, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, you I don't deserve it. Cause I suck. <laughs> I'm not going to play you staring at me in the corner. Beautiful Takamani. I guess Garth gave that to you. G and T. Garth did. Trish. So I, yes, I know, I know Trisha very well. She's been a guest on the kitchen, which is <gasps> one of my shows. Uh, and she She's came on and we kitchen. did a Hank Williams song together with my no. band that I have no. on the side of the kitchen with the sound guys we play in between takes. And I've commandeered a room backstage with just instruments. So it's like, instead of staring at my phone in between, we shoot 12 acts a day, it's two shows, six acts, act a show. Instead of sitting there look like scrolling up and, and, my, and melting my brain, I yeah. go and we cover a song or we make up a song or we do, you know, you're great, kidding, right? Me. It's awesome. I, I have, and so when Trish came on, they're like, "We want you to do a song with Trish." So we did "Hey, Good Looking" oh, backstage, and of gosh. course, I'm like, pre, you know, freaking out again. I love music. I can record. I can play. I can jam. I know scales. Yeah, yeah, yeah You know, yeah, yeah. I can yeah, fake yeah. a bass, but yeah, yeah, she's a she's a legend. Yeah, she's a legend. So yeah. what if I'm out of tune? What if she doesn't? And we did. We had such a good time that she invited me back. She on her show. Trisha, Trisha's Southern Cooking, which yeah. is in Nashville. So I flew to Nashville. Wow. She's like, oh, we got a guitar for you. Let's do um, 
uh, It's All Right Mama, the Elvis tune, right? So I'm like, it's all right. And, I'm like, and she's like, sing it like yourself. I'm like, yes, ma'am. And <laughs> oh my she, she like, you know, it's perfect. It's a great little duet at the end of our cooking segment. And then she, before that episode aired, she asked me if I could guest host while she was out of town her Facebook Live to, uh, called Coffee Talk, her pre-show show. Okay. So, because I was going to be featured on that episode of Trisha's, Trisha's Southern Kitchen. So, be a perfect time. She'd be like, can you do me? I'm like, whatever you want, Trisha. You yeah, know yeah. What? So, I go on there. I do the whole thing, answer the kids' questions. You know, everybody wants, you know. And it's like, oh, right. Can you imagine Trisha's Facebook fan base? Rabid. No. Yeah. So, it was good for me, right? You get the exposure that, sh- you know, it shows the episode right after that. And it was great. And, and then the next day. She goes, you know, she texts me, thank you so much. She goes, be sure to watch next week's Coffee Talk. I go, okay, I'll tune in live. I'm sure it's going to be a good one, even though I wasn't the guest host. (laughs) And I tuned in last week, the next following week, Coffee Talk, before her show aired. And it was her and Garth with the Takamani being like, hey, Jeff, thank you so much for this. This This is coming your way. And I no. swear to God, two days later, I was at my front door. Oh. So it was the, his, his signature, right? Uh, Takamini Acoustic Electric with tube preamp in there. It is Jeez. so easy to play. I can't even stand it. And that I came is... off like my Martin of that that I had for, that I scrounged for, yeah, yeah. you know, 15 years ago. And that yeah. thing is ridiculous. How did, you, how did you get into food? And how did you get so good at food? Well, I, so my first jobs were always in food. Butcher okay. shop down the street, you know. Oh wow! Get paid three sixty two an hour to like sweep up bloody sawdust. That's Ugh. when I mean, not to age myself. <laughs> I, you know, I was, you know, like how you know, like I rode there in a you know a, a, a Studebaker, right? So <laughs> I'm horse. serious. But the, they 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 caught the 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 fat in the blood with sawdust. Oh, with sawdust. Sweep that up. Scrub the pans. Two mustachioed chain smoking butchers, miserable. <laughs> mustachioed. Oh, they had it's it. one of the greatest a, adjectives of all. But time. they had a stack of Playboys in the like. This oh, was God. and they're CD. smoking and they're yelling CD. at me. Oh, horrible! And I loved every minute of it. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, I love this. I'm like, I'm you know. <laughs> yeah. Because I, some of can I can I ask you a dumb yeah. question? Because because to your point, to me, from what I understand from the outside looking in, is so much of food is the culture, right? Yeah. So so it's not just you go to a restaurant and and you love cooking there or love going there it's also about the experience you're getting as you're there it's uh it's the people it's for me that's why i always grab it because my second job was at a deli and then oh, i was in wow. the deli world for most of my I owned a deli I, oh I, wow I, I went to culinary school as well in in my early 20s and i got the whole french uh uh traditional french tract of cooking and learning you know being trained that way but i always gravitated towards a sandwich hence, hence my launch Yep. Being the sandwich game, yeah, 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 my yeah. first show and all yeah, that. Yeah. But what I loved about it were the, the people you work with. It's not an office. It's not you're not in a cubicle. You're always standing and doing, which I always loved the right. physicality of it. Huh. But also couple that with the deli world, where you're also performing. You got my the deli case is my stage. So <laughs> give me get a cut twenty you know a quarter pound. I hit it on the head. I dance. I talk to people, I cook, you talk to people, right? You make them laugh, you make them happy. That's amazing. And it was was just, that was my niche, man. I was like, this is my world. So if I can let this ride and combine, you know, performing with food, Hmm. uh, I'd love to do that for the, you know, 
as the the main the 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 apex of my goals. And so that food really captivated you. Yeah. Like you really, yeah. it was loved something it. that when you did it, you were like, I just love to be around it. I love to make it. Yeah. You just Even in college, like, you know, I didn't need a job because I was in a rock and roll band, <laughs> Dave. I would, I was the steward for my fraternity. So I'd control the kitchen. I'd like the keys oh, to the wow. kitchen. I had to shop for food. There was a chef on hand, but I would buy everything else, right? I'd buy it to source out the, so I loved it. I've always, and even, I mean, I always worked in food. It was just always, out of college, I opened a deli with Mike. I took my liberal arts degree from Bradley University in radio television. Mm, and an I opened obvious, a deli with obvious, my cousin. Right obvious, deli. You know, and I was in a show then called Tony and Tina's Wedding. Which, oh, yes, yes, So yes, I got cast in there yes, as a waiter. Yes. So I would run the deli during the day and then go to the uh, city and perform at night. Yes. And this is at Piper's Alley where uh, yep. Second City yep. was at. Yeah. So I would do that. I did that for four years and I loved, you're right. I was like cooking and I'm performing. And then finally I made my way up to like the groomsman and then the best man. And then the last couple of years I was Tony after, you know, being, uh, I, I was, I was commanded to lose 25 pounds, which Ooh. I lost 30. Oh, yeah. Achiever. Yeah. I know I can probably cancel some people right now. <laughs> you can't. So did you, did, did being in that world, you're getting, you're getting both. You're, like you said, you're getting your food you're getting your performance, but but on your way there, as you know that food is what you're really passionate about in that little equation, is there the moment somebody eats something of yours and they go, man, you should, you're good at this. Like, yeah. is there is there a moment? Or there, I'm sure there's a million, but you know. I used to make the chicken salad at Traveling Fair, which was like a catering deli company. Uh, I was in high school, I was 16 years old. It was after the butcher, I, I promoted myself uh, by making $5 an hour instead of three sixty two an hour. And I made the chicken salad. And people would come in. And I know there were two girls I went to high school with. Oh, yeah. Or high school with then yeah, who yeah. would come in just for the chicken salad. Oh. And I was like, there it is. This is it. And that's like, like, oh, that's like chicken salad's so good. I'm like, you're right, yeah, it's the best. <laughs> and I'm like, do you want to go to the dance? They're like, no. I'm like, how about the other one? She want, You want to ask her for me if she wants to go to the dance with me? And she's like, no. She I'll bring wanna. some chicken salad. I'm like, what's, I'll bring chicken <laughs> I'll bring out just a, a sleeve of croissants for us to just shard on ourselves on the way there in, the, in my mom's Dodge Caravan. I'm oh driving. Gosh. Can you imagine just shards? Okay, have you ever just, tried to eat a croissant in a car? It's like... Shards are just shooting. It's a wood just everywhere. So you hinted at this, and I want, I, want, I want you to do this if you can do it. If you can do this, now that we're going to dip into your improv skills here, because we're just going off the cuff with these. But before we launch into the five hot takes, which we're about to do, you got to tell me what the five hot takes for food are that you have now. I know I'm I'm making you do this right now, so obviously okay, I got it. Okay, you can so listen we did, back. Give me one for like, the pizza. Food hot take five. Counting down. Yeah. So hot the tip. So, so the hot take with the pizza is one: don't get them to cut it when you order fast food, when you order mm -hmm. deliver. If you're at the restaurant, no cut. What, what's pro move? Cut no it. cut. No cut. You can say, no cut. Medium. No cut. Order medium. the pizza medium. Little over. Oh. Medium, like you would a steak. Oh, so that's more than normal. Yeah. So medium is hotter than normal. Yes. I'm sorry. Hey, well folks, done. This is not so weird. Good. I, it's, yeah, it's medium well. How about okay. that? So, okay. so that okay. people don't get confused. So that's one. Medium that's well one. done. They're like, what does that mean? I go, just a little more. Throw in a couple more minutes. <laughs> I don't know. Inspire me. Inspire. <laughs> Move me. <laughs> exactly. So that's pro tip number five. Yeah. Uh, Dave, hot pro, hot pro tip. What are we calling this? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm riffing with you. I'm feeling good. I'm, okay. I'm so I'd say number four. 
Food hot take four. Count down. Okay. Believe in your broiler. Ooh. Nobody uses it. They're scared of it. They think their mom made terrible loafs in there. No, it is the most underutilized kitchen tool. Everybody talks about air fryers now. Essentially, air fryers are just really hot, direct heat that's pushed around with the fan. It's not really magical, but you can, if you have a convection oven and a broiler, you can mimic that, or even just a hot oven, but you'll get the same effect by learning the, the heights of your oven as it, uh, it relates yeah. to the heating element, right? Whether yep. it's gas yep. or electric. Yep. If you're reheating pizza, if you just need to like crisp up something that you had last night, Ooh. if you want to put a little color on the top of a pie, a pizza, whatever it is, use your broiler. It's Look at this. It's, it's so much quicker. And use it like a grill, like a reverse grill, right? If you've got yeah. some chicken, boom, you throw it in there under the broiler, you get one side nice and golden brown, and then you flip it, and it does it. No splatter on your cooktop. That's a pro move. Can I just and say how much I a love? Mess. I love this word, splatter. Splat, splatter. I mean, you've never been more Chicago in your life than that word you just said. Splatter. I, I can't believe it. I try to hide it. I'm taking dictation classes. <laughs> classes. How's it working? <laughs> How am I doing? Food on take three, counting down. We uh, have five, which is um, no cut. We got four, which is which sounds like a great tattoo. Believe in your broiler. Mm. Three, what do we got? Uh, store your knives well. Ooh. Don't, first of all, out mm -hmm. there, I know there's some probably people that are like, I got that one knife and I just throw it in the dishwasher. <laughs> throw it Don't in go, there. You, right? That's just the heat is so intense in there, it's going to warp the metal and compromise the sharp edge of your knife. Don't do it. And store it wise. I mean, don't like throw it in a drawer with other knives banging up against them. Yeah. Find its own little vessel. And you don't need... 19 knives you know yeah. i know if you registered for a knife block you know 18 years ago when you married you the that beautiful beautiful bride and but you know how many knives are you using in that right you, once in a while you yeah. take out the steak knife and there's yeah. still like old steak on it that's yeah. been embedded in the wood block or you got the all you need is a good eight inch chef's knife a paring knife right which are the small yeah you know like three four inch blade knives for yeah. smaller cuts and yeah. a serrated knife Hand to God, that's all you'll ever need. But don't you guys, like the pro chefs, like you get knives that are so sharp if you look at it wrong, like you get your arm starts to bleed. That's great, but they don't stay like that. So you have to, you, have you to know, work on maintain it. I always it. thought that the, I always thought it was so cool as a kid that your woodblock came with a sword and then mom was quick to tell me, <laughs> yeah, that's not, that's, that's not the a sword. <laughs> that's the sharpen. Touch daddy with it. <laughs> oh my gosh, that away. It hurts so um, soft. So you, so uh, keep your knives toward Third, yeah. I love the. I can't believe you're doing this as quickly as you are. Yeah. Okay. Let me think. Number two, food. I take two counting down. Okay. Is this number three? This is two. You did three. This is two. Yeah. Holy smokes. Um, butter and griddle bread. Oh. Never toast. Never oh. toast. And this is more for the sandwich creation arts. <laughs> so many wait, wait, times. Wait. 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 wait Excuse me. Just, sandwich creation arts. Did you, did you just Every, make up this? Yeah. Is that something Harry Potter had to take a class in? <laughs> Sandwich creation arts. Everybody's taking it, 101. 
So too many people. Arts. So when you go to your, you know, buddy uh, Ronaldo's outside sweet barbecue, Ronnie's. yeah, yeah, sweet Ronnie, sweet Ronnie L, sweet Ronnie L. So I'm fast double on his L. feet, slow in the so head, but fast on his feet. Making great meats, killing right? it, killing oh, it. You got the prime, you yeah. got the ground beefs. <laughs> he cooks it beautifully, and then what does he do? He lets his buns sit on the grill dry Ooh. for like nine minutes, and Ooh. then it's sh again shards of bread stuff Just all over everywhere. You. And all that juicy burger is lost. That soft, uh, supple texture of a perfectly cooked ground beef-based burger. Gift. You have a gift for this. Is lost because of the stupid bun. Ronalds decide yeah, to Ronald. desecrate on the grill. Which brings me to number the two point, which is yeah. butter and griddle it. Even if you don't have a pan hot on the oven, but don't be afraid to put your pans on the grill when you're out there for your bread. Or oh, four wow. onions or whatever. Yeah, okay. don't be afraid. If you got the room, you're not going to get like super high Just heat. Throw you it on remember me. that it's a hot. Throw it on there. <laughs> but you got to put a little soft room temperature butter spread crust to crust is a must. Dave, see to that's see. one of my crust savings. Is a must. Nice oh, try. <laughs> Already own the URL, buddy. Nice try. So we're going to crust to crust it with a little salted butter. And then you do a flat griddle application, one side only. And that way you transform. The interior edge in uh, uh, surface of that bread to golden brown, okay. which gives it flavor, okay. which gives it to texture, okay. which gives it a little bit of protection against all those other juicy elements that may be in your burger or your sandwich. <laughs> and if your bread's a little past its prime, yep. you're reinvigorating it with Look a little that. heat. But keep that top dome yeah. soft. Soft. Spongy. Okay. God, and you know what I do? A, another pro move? What? This is a sub pro move okay, for this, so this one. Okay, this is B. Yeah, yeah. Dip your finger in a little bit of that soft, dip it, yeah. your finger in that little soft butter, uh -huh. and then swirl it around the top of the bun so it's oh, shiny. shiny. You know when you go to like a, a greasy spoon joint and you get that burger and the top bun is shiny? Yeah. Way better than doll. Yeah. We don't want to know who did the finger thing, but it's happening. It's, it tastes good. Who cares? Unbelievable, Okay, so right? you, got, you got number one on this. What's, mm -hmm. what's the... Uh, oh, man. Yeah. Okay. Oh, let me let me set it up this way. <sighs> yes. Um, the president has said, "Listen, we're going to let you say one thing to the world, and it has to be about food, and it has to be a take. This is it. This is the number one. What do you say to the world? Food hot take one counting down. Buy an instant read thermometer and use it. <gasps> wow. Take the temp of your meats. Yep. And your fishes. Okay. Learn yeah. via." Taking temp frequently. Yep. And you'll never over or undercook the main course or a piece of food ever again. Ever again. America. <laughs> You're I just welcome. bit my bottom lip. <laughs> I was feeling it. Okay, so so now I feel like we've queued up the hot takes. Hot takes! It, it is time I to love start. your your thing. You sang every vocal track in that. I didn't, didn't listen. You? I don't want it. This isn't about You're me. So this good. Is about you. How does okay, it feel dude. to have a good voice? I don't know. I can ask most there. of my friends here in Nashville. Um, okay, so what? <laughs> let, let's get this uh, party started. What is what's hot take one? Hot take one. So that first, so the first one is Terrence Trent Darby wishing well. That is a jam. Dude. It really is. I'm not kidding. If I had to, if someone had put a gun in my head and said, "Tell me your top ten instrument hooks of all time," I really think that song might be in it. It's uh It's just. It's, I heard it somewhere maybe 10 years ago. I was at like an all-inclusive resort, and I heard it over 
the loud, you know, the 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 house music, yep. loudspeakers, and I'm like, I haven't heard this song in 15. Oh. I go, this is a jam. And then I look up the, you know, you listen to it, and then you know how you you like revisit a song, and you just get even more uh, passionate about it. <laughs> and I, I, you know, it's a two chord banger. Yeah, I play it on like if I'm at a party and someone's like, hey, play a song, Jeff. I'm like, I'm gonna hit you with this this deep cut. Right, it's a deep cut by TT apostrophe D, and it brings it, and I it's in my range. Yep, hug me like a monkey, see monkey do what? I mean, right beside the river boat and gambler. (laughs) (laughs) What is that, man? Erotic images float through my head. Say, wanna be a midnight rambler? I'm what? he, He doesn't know what those are about. If you if you gave him a hundred tries to explain himself, he would miss every single time. Yep. So, so no, is he that- and he doesn't. You know what? After composing mm. that track, he doesn't need to. Doesn't need to defend what, it. What is? Those you know, things. here's the thing about TTD too. If I can call him that, he has written one of apostrophe D. I think one of the greatest songs. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna continue the theme of this first one. To me, he has two of the most underrated songs of all time, and maybe the top of near the top of the list of the most underrated songs of all time is "Sign Your Name." Oh Sign my God! Your name across my oh. heart. Won't you oh, do my How you do that? I mean, that song. Good, good. Fortunately, you. You know what? It's like the thump in the beginning, right? <laughs> like that drums come in, and then just the the, the organ is 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 slow. It's 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 just a pumping. I feel it in my chest every time. Yeah. It makes me right. Just you know, I feel cocksure. You know what I mean? I'm peacocking when you I'm are, listening to that song. You are, yeah, you're high stepping. Just because every because it, it that song always makes me happy to listen yes. to. Yes, yes. I've not grown sick of it. Yeah, even like covering it in bands, ten twelve years yeah. ago, I'd still love playing it. I love listening to it, and it's and it always inspires. You know, great reactions from those around it. Yeah, it also. I mean, and and you guys just heard it as we were playing it. The, the uh, what the electric is playing because you can play that song really simply, but if you actually play with the electrics playing, mm. it's some weird, awesome chords. Yeah, like it's not just like, hey, here's this and here's that. Like you know, some yeah, terrible cover band would do. It's like, oh, he's getting he's getting nasty in there. You know, and it and it and it's hard to replicate too, especially the the court. You know, the doom doom doom. Oh yeah, dude, without sounding yeah like a carnival, right? Yeah. You like that's the beauty, the finesse <laughs> exactly of, right. of that song. <laughs> like doo, doo, doo. like I've done it where I'm like, let's let's do three park guitar harmonies <laughs> oh, to this. Gosh. <laughs> that was the first mistake you made with that song, and everybody in the crowd's like, "What is? Is that? Are they trying to hypnotize us?" What? <laughs> oh my god. So, so a quick uh, follow-up question um, that is, what would you say, we, we, we've been talking about food and music, so back to food for a second, what's, if you got to cook one meal, one meal for um, the Queen of England, yeah. and she has no food allergies. Beans and toast. <laughs> Hello there, sir. But like, uh, you know, she doesn't want, she doesn't want London, she wants, she hired she wants- JM because she wants the JM magic. What do you, what oh, are you cooking? I up? got it. Okay. I would do a uh a prime. Oh, okay. Prime bone in okay. ribeye. Okay. Coated in my black powder rub. Ooh. Which is the greatest. Well, you should Reverse call your band black, black powder rub. That's your band name, dog. Right? You missed that. 
Dude, I got to get so evil. (laughs) So I would make her the black powder. Okay, okay. Reverse seared. Okay. I don't know why. That's another pro move. Reverse sear all your giant steaks. It's so, you know, Google it. It's There's t- taps in time, but that's when you most need your instant read thermometer. Oh. I would do I would do that, and then I do these, like, smashed medallions of sweet potatoes that oh. I kind of caramelize with a little honey and Fresno chilies. Oh. And it kind of gets all sticky but crispy okay. and super soft in the middle. Okay. And then I would make my buttermilk dill ranch. Okay. And make her like the best wedge salad of her oh, life. I want this. With like a slab of my candied bacon and then, you know, cherry tomatoes, gorgonzola crumbles on a, just a half a head. Let's see her saw through a head of the iceberg. is always nice. <laughs> She's going to wear that. her shoulder out. So I would do that and I would... Um, I would I would start her with my sausage bread, which is uh, my grandma's famous recipe that I've inherited, which is like literally like this just peasanty pizza meats pizza pocket type stuff with a little bit of cheese, but a ton of sausage and salami and pepperoni that's like shaved up. And you roll it and you bake it and you can like eat it room temperature and it's like the precursor to any family gathering. And it's, oh my gosh! And it's like so so. Everybody good. listening to this right now is so hungry. I give the people what they want. You do. That's what we appreciate. What's the uh, second hot take? Bring it to me. Hot take two. I'm a big dead fan. Um, but more so, I've always appreciated, I've always had a ton of albums. I've known their catalog, but I've like, gotten so much more into the dead during this pandemic. Um, you can blame various things, but I think ultimately it's just so great to discover, like to really listen to, right? When mm. we're kind of forced into these little yeah, yeah, yeah. situations where I have headphones on or I'm yeah, in my yeah. room or I'm yeah, alone yeah. or I'm, yeah. I'm like walking the dogs in the woods, right? right. It's like you can really hyper-focus. And what makes, at least in my opinion, what makes the dead great, and it's not even like the droney, like the improvisation, it's brilliant, obviously, or the jams, but it's just them all just trying to fight for. Yes. It always sounds like they're just fighting yeah. To, to, yeah. To, to not keep in time, but yeah. to find the, the, the yeah, center the flow, of it all. The flow. In, the flow. In a solo like that off, off that bridge, to me, is just so that first little trill of delay into his bounce, like the looseness of that, mm. into just the that plucking bounce that Jerry had. I don't know. It just makes me it's melt magic. every time. You know, I, I got to. This is it. where I got to come clean, and this is Uh-oh. probably embarrassing. Yeah, it's okay. Um, I I can't. I've I've tried to find my mm. way into the dead, and I haven't done. And and this is even a hotter take to people. I, people may never come back to this podcast. Dylan is kind of the same for me. Like, I, I appreciate him, and you mm. get anybody else to sing his song to me, I will tell you how much I love those songs. But it is hard for me to hear through Dylan. It is like... Really? Earlier stuff, not so much. But man, as he sort of a- has aged, and I mean, I don't... I, I, I He is unparalleled in his songwriting, so I'm not the guy that's like... You know, I don't get it. I get it. I'm not going to argue with you. That's the thing. Yeah. I mean, the dead... I'm not going to argue with you on that either, but Dylan never... I mean, I do like... Some of his songs, and I got more into him after that Netflix released yeah. uh, that docu uh, that documentary. Which what was it called again about the circus? Um, oh, bend over. I forget. I'll show you. Yeah, it was like the the no the it was a new one <laughs> when he was. Regardless, it's what he was electric, and he's geeked out the whole time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but there's some songs, and I was like, oh, this guy's actually is so prolific. I mean, oh, there's he's, no denying yeah, he's it. a joke. 
but I don't but know. Still, him and like, the, I don't. Him and the Dead are like two of the last great. Like I, that's the work I got to do. I know I've got work to do in the next in the in my future. And one of them is like, okay, I need. And, and I, what I do with bands like that is I'll get my friends who do like them because you know Nashville. We've got a ton of we've got people everywhere that you know. If I need to know somebody, it's like, hey, get me hip yeah. to this band. I got the guy. You know, like, you got the guy. You already got like a the dead dealers. guy. Yeah, they're like the dealers. Yeah, but um. You know, I just need to sit with somebody that I know that loves them. Be like, send me a playlist, and, yeah. and just like give me some time. But that's I'll send you one. Not that you're asking me. Okay. No, I want you but to. I'll tell you, you what. What what clicks for me with that is not just the music, which is, you know, unlike anything. Right. Or really, I mean, you can bring up Fish and all the other hippie jam bands, but they're nothing like what they did. It's the lyrics uh, uh-huh. by Robert Hunter, which really are was super he, was poetic. Was he the sole lyricist? Not the soul, but majority, okay, okay. majority of their stuff. And he was a recluse and never, you know, he wasn't a, a, a public person, which made it. And he wrote these songs about so many about gambling and dealing cards, and, you know, just riding that tray high on cocaine. Like it just stuff yeah. like you wouldn't expect this kind of earthy band, but their lyrics were anything but hippy dippy. Wow. They did have some of them, you know, like yeah, yeah. China Cat Sunflower, you know, yeah. really classic americana rough wild west type stuff yeah that they sung about which is yeah i always loved it but hey man it's not everybody's bad it isn't so let me let me ask you this what how are food and music alike well you can do both simultaneous without any disruption you can cook and listen to music and they i don't go to any kitchen at least any spirited kitchen i'm not talking like a michelin starred <laughs> Carpeted kitchen Spirited in the back. Kitchen. I like yeah, that. I like right? that. Right? They're like jam that. like they're people are, are getting down. Or they have headphones in if they're prepping. Yeah. And yeah, they don't yeah. they're not doing yeah. service yeah, yeah, and getting, yeah, yeah. you know, instructions. So that, but go to any place where you're eating and it's again, either a restaurant where they're always playing music, or you're cooking and you're having a barbecue with your buddies out mm. back, you're always playing music. Right? I mean, to me, they're just so synonymous. And what mm. I loved about creating both, uh, you know. I love watching people sing along or mm. nod their head right mm. to the beat, but I love watching people like there's a certain look people get when they take a bite of food and they're satiated and they're happy. And they're, <laughs> that's great. In their in their I love that. The taste buds are tingling, you yeah, know, and you're yeah, like, yeah. yeah. That's why I always gravitated towards that. It's a performing arts, much like music. So is and it comedy. something? Okay, to your point, I've never thought about this before. So so this is interesting. And and tell me tell me if this is true of food. You know, as a musician or as a songwriter. You know, that's an artist too. I love writing songs. So mm-hmm. we'll say cooking, right? I love cooking. I love I love being in my studio making songs up. I really enjoy playing. Yeah. I don't enjoy playing near as much as I enjoy the creation, though. Is that a thing yeah. in cooking too? Like, oh, I hate it, dude. I hate eating. Like that's I, in my book coming out, right? Come on, I hate to plug it, but it's it's about <laughs> yeah. cook, you know, yeah. for people, right? Yeah. It's about this sacrifice you make yeah. as the host, but it doesn't have to be. Hmm. Even though ninety percent of the time, what I make, I never sit down and eat, and when I do, really? I feel like I'm shoveling it in, right? Because I need it, so I don't. I'm not like three times more hungover the next day, right, or right, I need right, to eat. Right, right. To me, I give it all and I put it out there, and that makes me way more happier than actually chewing it wow. and swallowing it That's and eating fascinating. it. And most cooks are like that, huh. right? Yeah. If you really, I'm not saying like, oh, I'm so emotional. Like I leave it all on the plate and there's nothing left for me. I'm an artist and I need, I need my time. But man, 
My favorite part of any party, small, four people or 40 people, is I love, well, there's two moments right before everybody gets there when like things are simmering, you're not really doing anything, you get you take a swipe of hummus, the first swipe, the inaugural, the virgin swipe of a hummus or a hunk of parm, right, on that cracker, the pepper and the little the, 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 the apricot, yeah, yes. and you eat it and you have the wine or the, the whiskey and you're like, oh, nobody's here yet. I'm so content. Yeah. And then the people get yeah. there and then they bring in the right, thing. Right. like, where should I put my coat? I'm like, I don't know. Put it on the banister. <laughs> like all of America. So do that. Where do I put the wine? Put the wine by the wine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the instructions start coming and the stress levels are, are elevated. Yeah. But it's that moment when, man, the food is served. That's my favorite. Yeah. And everybody's eaten shoveling yeah. food in their mouth <laughs> like ham. like a just you know 28 days later <laughs> just released from prison <laughs> and i go and I, I i you know get a cigar and like a drink and i sit out of my i don't care if it's winter that's and it's amazing. two degrees i sit there by myself and i have a well-earned cocktail yeah and that's another pro move you can drink when you cook but you you do have to yeah yeah, yeah. you gotta yeah. you gotta tone it down yeah. a little bit yeah that, you see, will mess which, up. It's so funny you made the analogy. That's exactly how I feel when I'm done writing a song. It is so satisfying. Like when you've you've done and it's just like, oh man, that feeling. So quickly before we get to 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 two to hot take two, are you a hors d'oeuvres guy? Is that like a thing in the chef world? Dude, do I enjoy well, making it, them like, for people? How do, how do chefs? Is there a thought about it? Because I would feel like hors d'oeuvres. Ooh, watch this analogy. Hors d'oeuvres to me are like the opening band. You yeah. know, it's like you want to make Perfect. sure they're right. They're great. But sometimes you don't want them at all. You're like, I got no. the whole night. I'm, I, is that is that a fair? I'm going to say this analogy. I'm going to I'm going to up your analogy because <laughs> okay, it's on, brilliant. Come on. Your the hors d'oeuvres for a, a, a well executed main event dinner. Mm-hmm. The hors d'oeuvres are like the opening band when the opening band is maybe better than the main <laughs> no event. Way. Because you sit there and you take it all in and there's nothing left in your tummy for the main event. Ah, uh, yeah. So I limit, right? Like okay. most okay. bands get okay, okay. okay. opening yeah. bands, right? Minutes. They're not getting, yeah. 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 You know what I mean? It's like the Beatles never opened for the Stones or vice versa. Right, it's just right, too right. much. Right, right. It's too much hot cheese and pepperones, <laughs> yeah. right? It's too Pepper much Giordano's. Hey, it's, like, it's like dipping your Giordano slice <laughs> into another slice of Giordano's. You can't do it physically. It's impossible. <laughs> what an image. So, so hold on. That that that. So I a- limit my order. I limit the start. Like I'll have a little charcuterie, or not even meat. And ch- I try to stare away from that. I'll under protest have that sausage bread I talked about because it's like a must. Yeah. Or some veggies. When people start, when you have nine options, people are just going to fill up on it and not be as excited. So, so to it eat is the dinner. about it is about uh, quantity. You want to yes. give them small. You can give them something really good, but it's got to just be a little bit. Tickle them. Tickle their tongues. <laughs> Man, tickle that, is, that is a huge pro tip. And I will tell my wife that, and she'll be like, I do love you. And it saves you time, and you don't have to stress. And I always leave it on somebody else. People are like, what should I bring? I go, just bring a veggie tray. Yeah. That way I don't have to spend an hour cutting veggies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it's fine. Yeah. Even if they buy it from the grocery store, it's still fresh. Yeah, and yeah, they, yeah. You know, you, you take off the foil, and you dunk it in the thing. Dunk it. It's fine. You dunk it in that garbage <laughs> you sauce. Not, you could, you could not have said dunk it more aggressively. You dunk it. 
You hit that D so hard. You gotta just drag your knuckle through the the ranch like everybody else. Oh, so gross. I hate tippers, man. That's my wife. Anything? All I you would inevitably see like someone's pinky knuckle just make contact with the hummus. And then go back in, and next to you, their index knuckle. My weakness, weakness in life is dipping bread in anything. Really? Oh, it is. There's. You will never see me happier than when I go to a restaurant and they have like a really good bread dip situation of any like, kind, a, like a trifecta any of dips, kind, any anything. Kind. I just love uh, that. Like, give me bread and give me anything to dip it in, and you you can just you will watch me just. I start to levitate and I become like. Are slightly you? You butters too. Like even plain anything. Like me, salted butter. Yeah. Like the whipped yeah. salted butter in the little diner. Peel the paper off and it's in the plastic, but it's not the hard stuff. Hot take three. That shuffle that he's playing on the drums Uh feels so good. And folks, that dude is singing while he's doing it. That is the number one. Is it the be- is he the is Levon Helm Dude, from he, the band a, the best singer drummer simultaneous well, player? You're gonna have a lot of people push back with Don Henley, but. All right, but, but is right. Levon a better drummer than Don Henley? I mean, yeah. I mean, just you hear the eight bars you just played me, mm-hmm. and it proves that. I mean, playing a shuffle is a nightmare on the drums, and then to sing while you're doing it is a double nightmare. And to convey a message and tell yes, a story, yes. and and emote through a, a, a you know. You know, first of all, you if you've ever seen the last watch, I mean, those guys all they're doing backstage is drugs and s- chain smoking cigarettes, and then they go out and then he goes out on stage. I mean, I'm not saying Slays he sounds it. like Josh Groban, but the guy is not missing yeah, one note. He's, he's not it. like he's killing he's it, killing it while drumming, and you could see the spray from his spittle. Yeah, through you know Martin Scorsese's backlighting and the camera work, and they're playing live, and it's not a fake track. It's just. It's raw. Yeah. I don't know. You don't see that anymore. And he was he was his hair's feathered, and he's yeah. got a little his, a silk button down on. It's an enigma, man. Yeah. The guy, and he's playing with. He's the only American in the band. Yeah, yeah. He he in literally in the band. In the he, band. Uh, he is he's an anomaly. He's another one of those guys that if if you talk to people that know about obviously Dylan, you know who was obsessed with those guys. But you mm-hmm. know, you talk to anybody that really knows their stuff, and he's going to come up as someone that matters because yeah. he was just such a unique talent. You know, yeah. uh, have you seen the the Robbie Robertson documentary? No, I Once yet. we're brothers, yeah. I've always like I don't know. I always felt like Robbie was the reason they all. You know, mm-hmm. I, you hear all these stories about the catalog mm-hmm. and how nobody Levon never be made back. You know, it's, yeah, I, yeah. I get it. He wrote all the songs, Robbie. But watch it. It's a good kind of dissertation on the history of the band, albeit told exclusively from Robbie's right uh, viewpoint. So it is a little skewed. I know you might w- walk away not liking him at all or liking him even a little less, but. Um, I don't know. It's just still, still not enough respect paid to Levon. You know, a fun fact about doc. Robbie Robertson of the band who was late. He, He's he was your an, uncle. He is. Is Max my real dad? He. Um, <laughs> this blew my mind about him. So you know, he was an A and R guy for a long time. He's kind of been around, done a little bit of everything. Obviously, a huge talent. Um, he wrote one of my favorite. This is going to make you laugh because it's embarrassing. This is one of my favorite songs. But do you remember? Um, Rod Stewart's Broken Arrow. Who else is going to bring you Broken Arrow? Yeah, 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 yeah. He wrote that song, uh-huh. which blew my really? mind. Really? Yeah, Robbie Robertson. I was like, all right, respect. A double he was R. Forever. 
Little double R, right? Double Robbie R. Robs. Robbie Robs. As we what call am it. I going to call you? How you doing, Robbie Rob? Robbie Robs. Robbie so, Robs. so nice they named him twice. Forever young, forever young. <laughs> Remember that oh. tune? <laughs> and if we shove it up a ding dong, shove it up a sound. Remember that? I'd be like crying in my in the minivan again. Oh, my yes. mom's driving. I'm like, she's chain smoking Benny and Hedges one hundreds. <laughs> and I'm in the back. I'm the I'm crying because of the smoke in my eyes. Say, but I, she's like, we're gonna hear it from the top. <laughs> from the top, this guy knows how to sing about kids. <laughs> she's trying to rewind and get it just right. <laughs> exactly. Just she right. keeps getting the end of the last. Of course, one. it was the third track, so oh, it's hard to. My God. Oh my God! What are we gonna do? So so um. What so this is so we're about to get to hot take one and then that's going to be sadly the end of this thing. But so before we do that, I always love talking to my friends because I say that like I have a lot of friends who are chefs who are successful chefs like you are. But one of my questions that I always have for people who I know who do this professionally, especially at the level you do it, like what is eating at home like for you? Like what what is home food life like? Because uh, I will say it like this because Numb. because people you can imagine. Being a musician, being a professional musician, people are always like, I mean, dude, when you get home, do you and your family just jam? Like, do all, <laughs> do, do all of your it's kids like, sing harmony all the time? Like, does your wife, this is my you, favorite yeah. one, it's like, is your wife just always like, hey, play me that song you wrote for me. And I'm like, oh my God. No, <laughs> it's nothing like that. <laughs> Shut so up. I, so then I think about you and I think like, what, what is food like at your house? It's basically, I'm going to give a, a, a percentage, 92.6% controlled by my wife. Really? And she she's very healthy. She's a health yep. nut and yep. a buff and works out. Yep. And God love her for it because it keeps me balanced. Yep. Whereas I gravitate, if it was left up to me, yeah. I'd be way more indulgent, uh, which I don't, I, I run chubby. So, I mean, it, this just even... Even, you know, with double love handles and like, you know, a little bit of a pooch. Run chubby. I've never I run heard chubby. that. I run yeah, well, chubby. We do. We, we you know, yeah. I eat a grape, I gain a pound. So yeah, I have I'm to saying, like really control and work out. And if you look at, like Google me, you'll see some of my past sizes, <laughs> if you will. Some of your I've iterations. tried all the sizes. <laughs> Just giant, you know, and I always like wore an orange shirt, you know, so I look like a, like a squash. Big pumpkin traffic cone with legs. Oh, not even. I wish. Yeah, no. I was a traffic because I have chicken legs. It's terrible. <laughs> Giant love handles. So, so she. I mean, is that something? She, is it something where you're? You know, she cooks something and you're kind of like, oh, okay, that that spice. Oh, that's a. Nice I. <laughs> she is a immense cook. Oh, that's. And, okay, that's huge. Oh my that's god. Huge. That's and she's huge. gotten. She just gets better and better. And. She, she does like she goes. I'm gonna put Sarah's Secret in there, and that's like I only use one tablespoon of olive oil instead of three. Yeah, and you really don't notice it's those, those little things if you are looking to trim up or just you know maintain a yeah. just stasis, if chubby. you will, like run chubby, right? Because I'll dip into that world anytime, right? I'll be inside it, <laughs> and next thing you know, it's a slippery slope, and it's Friday, it's and I'm slippery getting Detroit pizza. Of the olive oil, <laughs> exactly. So she does. She she mentioned she she's like, what do you think of this? So now we're at the point. Where we're eating only fish during the week. Oh wow! So you're like so, a, you're like a weekday pescatarian. Yeah, but you know I'm eating meat. You know, like I was sampling cheesesteak today. You know, <laughs> you're sneaking it in the studio. But it, <laughs> you have a meat drawer in the studio. A meat drawer. It's right here. <laughs> you have a dried meat drawer. <laughs> but it's um, 
so she's she's very you know she wants she wants to eat a certain way but then the weekends come i turn it up and i can't wait you know to either have people over and make some pizzas or smoke meat yeah. and all that stuff i mean i make up for it trust me on the weekends do you have but, do you have like a cheat food do you have a food like if you're really like uh, i want to make a bad decision right now it's like pepperoni like i'll tell you right now it's it's jets pizza do you guys have jets pizza Brother, out there yes dude I love triple that pepperoni place. butter crust because they don't put near like I'm like if this is triple I'm like can I get triple triple can I get niner <laughs> they don't have that option when you online god forbid I call a pizza place anymore right and I sweat when I eat Dave so what? Wait, especially wait, wait. something acidic wait, wait, or wait, 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 wait. salty yeah. I can't imagine more of a nightmare for someone who is on camera <laughs> professionally eating and cooking that that you have a trigger that when you oh, eat, yeah. you sweat. I eat when, like, you now, just wear I'm a saying, body if I have suit? a salad, like, like some salads make me sweat. <laughs> like, you just, like, no, you got to get Botox, they say, in your, like, <laughs> sweat glands. Sweat glands. You I'm like, no. your sweat glands. Just, and I can't sweat. Like, how am I supposed to look cool at the gym? Oh, my gosh. Um, so, so I, I get that. I get the, the pizza and I sweat. It's, and like ketchup makes me sweat. You know, like vinegary, acidic that food, and then pepperoni pizza. So you get the spice, the salt, the grease. The acid from the tomato sauce in it, all bets are. I <laughs> love it. I cannot shut off. Like, I can eat a burger and fries and be like, I don't need another yeah, burger yeah, and fries. Yeah. I cannot. I'm the same. Stop eating I'm pizza. I'm the same. You know, my two my two death foods are, and this is really specific and really bizarre, but it's literally Jet's Pizza. I'm not making that up because you said it, but genuinely. If it is in, and, and really, it'd be Giordano's, but we don't have that here. So, literally, if I walk into a house, and this happens all the time with my kids' birthday parties. Because they'll walk in and somebody's like, we got Jet's Pizza. And I'm like, I just ate like six and a half pounds of something for lunch. Yeah, it does not matter. It does not in. matter. How are you going to pass it up, especially if it's hot and warm? You know the other one, too, which was named my first R&B album, Hot and Warm. But, you know, the, um, <laughs> the, <laughs> the other thing for me is Chick-fil-A chicken nuggets. Yes, I'm toast. nuggets are I good because they're just little poppers. They're just little, you know, it's, it's nothing. Like, it's popcorn. It's, it's it's not cal. It's not caloric. Real story, true story. One of my best friends, a guy named Seth Philpot, who was my road manager for years, one of my dearest friends. We played at a um, college, and they brought in Chick Fil A. And I looked at him and I said, "Listen to me. Let me go twice, like two rounds. <laughs> I can still do the show." And he was like, he's kind of looking at me he's like, all right. I was like, if I go for a third round, you have to physically submit me. And he was like, tag like he's, he's kind of laughing. He's like, okay. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, all right. Yeah, sure. Yeah. He's thinking I'm joking. I go the first time. I get like a plate of nuggets. I go a second time. I, and this is before the show. I've still got to perform. So I, can, I sit down to eat it. I get up and he kind of, he's kind of watching me out of the corner of my eye and, he, and I'm like, I'm going to do this. Like you have, to, and he kind of walks in front of me, kind of stops like, okay. You know, he said, and I was like, dude, I'm just going to have like private. He's like. Uh, no, but I mean, you just told me, and I like I, I started to like I was like no, and he was like Dave, you I said I was like God, oh, thank you, for, thank, thank you, okay, you. I needed that. It's like your it's he's like your nugget sponsor. <laughs> yes. He became that's how you guys are. That's why you're I so mean, close right that now. That is it, it, it. Those are my two. It's so funny. It's a Jets. Literally, I cannot not eat it. I can't not eat it. It's uh, and and it's funny. I've been to places recently, and there's some great Detroit style places. You know, everywhere yeah, now, right? Yeah, yeah. Such a thing. I don't know, man. Is that Detroit a, pizza? I didn't know that's that. That's Detroit. Oh, it's a Detroit so, chain. So tell it's me like, what, what what makes that Detroit. 
It's the special pans, these automotive pans they used to use what? use in Mo, M- from Motown. Know, Motown. No. That they use on the assembly line of Ford or Chevy or one of them. That was a pan to catch something that someone figured out was like the perfect uh, resilience, the heaviness, the the color you to crisp up me. these sides. So you can order them. They're made by Lloyd's. Uh, uh, Lloyd's to to Lloyd's pans. You can get them on Amazon. I love how long that Detroit took to put together. They're pans. <laughs> I was gonna say Lloyd's of London, but isn't that like a? Then I was gonna, my mind was going Lloyd's of pizza, and then I went Lloyd's of Detroit. I go, this hey, is just shut up. Just you. promise me, if nothing else happens after this conversation, we open a pizza place called Lloyd's of Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> That would be, That's awesome. That would be the best. I would. I. I, I dine there, but it's still not going to be Jets, right? They got it down. Yeah, I didn't know that. So that's amazing. So literally, they have pans that were automotive pans that makes that sort of perfect yes. side. And it's all about the cheese crust, right? Yeah. So you're not having caramelized bread on the yeah, end. Yeah. It's the the cubes of cheese that drip down oh, uh, and create that, which is an easy thing to do at home. You could do it in a cast iron skillet, even a nonstick skillet. You just make sure when you're making that pizza, don't put the sauce on the bottom. Put a, you know a couple little bit on top if you want, but make sure that cheese again, crust to crust, See is a must. And that's when you're applying <laughs> the cheese to a to to achieve that caramelized pizza crust. You go so it dips down there, it melts, it almost oh, burns, and it gives it mercy structure and flavor. Gosh, I'm, I'm like sweating. I don't even right know where now. we're at. <laughs> For real, I need to take a nap. Okay, so so we are here. We are. It has all come to this. Um, we did. I thought I have two more, right? I'll I did take two more. If you wishing well. We did that. Althea. Yep. Dixie down. Yep. That's three. Oh, that's three. We got two more. Yeah. Jeez, what am I doing? This is a that? quick one. I'll do this one. This is my drum song. Okay. Okay. I'll take four. This I used to put on when I was in college, and I listened to it like before I went out. Right. And I'd be like so ready, like, and I'd listen to this song and I'd like dance to it in my room alone. And to me, it was like, I've never, again, one of the songs that I've just never gotten sick of. Wow. And there's always something to discover in there. It's a fun song, you know, to play on a guitar or like me and my son will play it, we'll jam with it. But I mean, to me, the, the, that's the best Ringo song. Because yeah. it's so rollicking and, and rolling yeah. and just syncopated in a way where it just makes you want to, it's just like he's just, grabbing fireflies you know what i mean and <laughs> catching them on man hey you know what i mean hey you know what's crazy just fireflies it's you know crazy this is so weird so i i was reading the 500 top songs by rolling stone like the best yeah. 500 songs, and that song is on it and it was funny because they they brought up that it had each song had like a little paragraph you know because there's so many of them so but that one was really just about Ringo, and they interviewed him, and he basically says, like, I was kind of in the zone. Like, when we recorded, yeah. I was just, like, feeling it. And I'm amazed they let him get away with it, because he is playing everywhere on that song. He's all over the he's all over the joint, which he's just such a, you know, a, a backbone. Yeah. He didn't, I feel like he never got to play that much. Oh, and, no. I mean, play around, right? Like, right. play in the sandbox, and this one he was just... That's why I'm so amazed between George and then the whole band, you know, from producer to the band, that everybody was like, man, it sounds good to me. Yeah. Because you, know, you know he was I mean, if that was corner. Let It Be era, I don't oh, think he yeah. could get out away with it, you know, but like that Revolver era, they were oh, all, man. I think, letting each other. Hey, what, what are you going to play on this song, Ringo? I'm just going to play every drum at the same time. <laughs> I'm going to play a lot of the drums all together while you're singing. <laughs> I'm going to solo over your singing. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> 
you know, maybe, you know, maybe a drum teacher would be like, this is not what you want to do. Yeah. But as a guitarist, as a giant Beatles fan, that to me is yeah, it's, it's, unprecedented. It's gold. It's really, really good. What a weird song, too. That's a Yeah, that's it a is. Trippy song. It's, um, yeah, she said she's, I know what it's like to be dead. I mean, that, to tell you, Love, Love Me Do era is <laughs> just is firmly gone. Burned down. <laughs> firmly gone. <laughs> firmly been moved. Oh, no, well, but it's, to me, it's I, I was raised on the Beatles and uh, that song, that era. I mean, okay, I love them so all. so here's here's um, here's your la here's my here's my parting question before we get into your final hot take. If you're gonna listen, this is it. You gotta. You, I'm, you're gonna be mad that I asked this, but you're preparing a meal for whatever your guests mm -hmm. are, your favorite five, ten friends, family, whoever it is, right? And somebody says, you know, you're like, I'm going to put some tunes on, but somebody stops you and says, you can only listen to one album, not a playlist and not a mix. Okay. You can listen to one album um, while you make this meal. It can't be a best of. No. It has well, to no, be I'll a, give you a best a, of. Okay. I'll give you a best of. I, I won't do that to you, though. Okay. I okay. think that's okay. Because <laughs> um, th there's one, the, my go-to is is the best of Sam and Dave, which I think is Love like that. a general, Love that. Yep. right? Because it's got, yep. you got, you got a couple decades of soul yep. in there and just, Songs like, oh man, I forgot about this song. And yeah. then you got kind of a poppy yeah. a song. I would put on, let's see, like if it's like a general party, I'm looking right here. I would probably put on Midnight Vultures by Beck. Ooh. Because it starts off hot and it keeps going hot. And then you got some slow jams in there yeah. and then it ends with Deborah. Yeah. Right? If you know that. I met you. Yeah. With JC Penny. <laughs> and I don't know. I just love that song. I, love I saw that. that. Okay. Uh, you know. I don't know if it, I think it's maybe even else, that but, would be like tonight if you're going to do it. That would be the song. You're like Midnight Vultures. We're doing that record. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Can I change mine? Yeah. Exile on Main Street. Ooh. By the Rolling Stones. Okay. I think that's a great complete album. Yeah. For a get together. For a get together, I feel that gets people pumped up, gets people riled, Whew, gets some MMA wrestling in the kitchen. Um, okay, so this leaves you with your with the with the number one. Uno. All right, this is my b favorite bridge of all times. Um, oh, I love these. I love any favorite anythings. Hot take five. How much were they making out while they sang that song? I don't know, but they never were a romantic item. You know they were that. when they tracked that song, I promise you. Did they really? You, you can just see did. them like, trying to After sneak that. kisses in between. No way. No way. I mean, how do you not? That song is just... It's such a great moment in that crescendo in that. You song know what's weird about that, that bridge too is you, I don't know when it starts. No, Do you it, know doesn't, it, it doesn't. It kind of does that sort of like a couple bars where you're like, okay, this is yeah. definitely a new part, but the but the drums are still building and yeah. they don't release until, which I guess may be the beginning of that bridge, but it's really hard to know. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 addictive, you know. And I find myself, you know, those songs that you just keep rewinding those moments. I mean, that one. <clears throat> I'm crying, wow, but <laughs> that's not our. My we have a t uh, my wedding song is uh, 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 "You're All I Need to Get By." Oh my gosh! Which is during the same era, same Tammy yep. and uh, Marvin, Marvin yeah. Gaye song. Great. I mean, obviously a little more. I probably you know. Too do you you want to hear a funny wedding. thing about that song? In in my in the last two years of my life, that song is the number one song. This is a weird qualifier. Stay with me. It's gonna sound like a Mad Lib, but it's the number one song that I have like a, that is a new song that I've listened to. Meaning, like I didn't really know that song growing up for some uh -huh. reason, and 
I have listened to it so much in the last two or three years because it came on a commercial, and I was like, oh, this song. You're all I need to get yes, by or in on high. To, to yeah. That song is, just, both of them are funny too because they're walk downs. Like yeah. They both have that sort of thing going on. But man, You're All I Need to Get By is so good. Uh, and there's, again, just a, a melding of two powerful, passionate voices. Which is what people are basically saying after listening to this podcast with you and I. Can you believe that people don't, the whole world doesn't know who the both of us are? <laughs> They will now, won't they, Dave? <laughs> Listen, Passion if my job personified. If my job is done, and I hope that it is, that's what they're that's what as we culminate, that's what they're realizing. It's like there's a blend here that is really unique. It's really I, particular. So tell us before before you sign off and, and uh head back to the kitchen, I, that's really Oh, I gotta plug like that. ninety things. Yeah, Are you so, sure so you want give me to us, do this? Yes. I want I want you to tell the people <laughs> I want you to tell the people how they can engage. What what do you got out okay. there for all of us? So you follow me on Instagram, yep. Jeff Morrow, yep. at Jeff Morrow, yep. where you'll learn all about all the things I have. I'm on the kitchen every Saturday at 10 a.m. Central, uh, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time every Saturday. It's a cooking talk show, mm -hmm. uh, four-person talk show. It's very fun. Um, I have my new show called Kitchen Crash, which premiered in January, which they'll be rerunning next week, March, the week of March 7th. Uh, or it's my. I'm hosting this game show. It's a crazy game. We show up on anybody's block, and oh, they wow. have to case the joint and and knock on some doors and convince a homeowner to let them in, uh, and fill up a bin with enough ingredients to last them through three rounds of cooking. No way on the street, not in the house. And we build a kitchen right on the street on the cul-de-sac on the block, and it's like a block party meets chopped meets a street brawl. It's awesome. <laughs> uh, so hopefully we'll be doing more of those. <laughs> Listen up, brother, and. Then you can go to uh, follow also Morrow Provisions, which is my line of food and meat that I sell. I have Jardinier, uh, the first ever craft Jardinier. Ooh. If you're from Chicago or have been to our fair city, or mm. you can get it out in any, we ship nationwide. Okay. Also prime meats, custom blend burgers, my Italian beef kits, Ooh. which is the only prime USDA Italian beef kit Hello. that we ship you the bread, Hello. the peppers, the sausage, everything you need for a beef kit. It's the best beef you've ever had. If you've never had an Italian beef, Chicago style, it's the best. And my book, Come On Over, is coming out April 13th. Listen to my podcast, Come On Over. It drops every Thursday on all where uh, everything podcast is potted. Dude, thank you so much for your time. You're a hey, legend. you know what? You're a star. This is no it's really going to happen for you. I think it's time. Yeah. <laughs> These five hot takes. Yeah. yeah.